you know when i was like four years old mm. i thought because like i saw a black and white movie before um uh, like because my uh grandpa used to watch like old westerns and stuff that were in black and white when i was a really little kid i, I thought that I the world used to be in black and white i thought the same thing and that like i thought the same thing. eventually became into color yeah like we it was just like evolution we just saw color like we started started, yeah i thought the world just turned into color eventually i thought the same thing i thought like oh dang the things used to be black and white when i was when i was like four years old (laughs) i heard same exact thing that i thought (laughs) i was so confused everything was always black and white that you saw that from the past so i was like oh the world is black and white back then Dude, this is why we're together. <laughs> Can you do the music? What's up, spooky friends? Welcome to episode eight of Too High for This. I'm your host, Nancy, and I tell true crime and supernatural stories to my co-host, Patrick, while we're both intoxicated. Do you have anything to say, sir? Isn't there a song <laughs> that is called Intoxicated? I think so. Intoxicated. Something like that, right? I think so. Right? There's something like that. Got me in so intoxicated. Is that it? Is that is that a song? Am I thinking of something real? There's a lot of different songs that are Um Alright. What's today's episode? We are getting a spooky today. In today's episode, we're going to cover the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Have you ever heard? No. I don't know what that is. So it actually changed. Is it called the Lunatic Asylum in the name? Yeah, it changed names a lot. That's kind it's of went through like. Well, I guess they call yeah, them well, insane that's asylums. They, that's why they changed the names because I mean you don't want to. Yeah, lunatic's not a medical word, right? No, you're just being a freaking dick. <laughs> so it actually changed names a lot. Not surprising. It changed from the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum to. West Virginia Hospital for the Insane in the 1860s. It's not a better name. <laughs> and in the early 1900s, it became the Weston State Hospital in Weston, West Virginia. You know what that's kind of like? That's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, how how it just slightly got better, but then just like dollar of a of a name. Yeah, that's like modern uh, marketing now, where every brand is becoming just slightly less uh, like out there. Like out there with like their Petco? like Petco doesn't have the pets <gasps> on the logo that makes anymore. Me so mad. Like what the fuck is that? I don't like it. It's every uh, I don't logo wanna, is where just are so. Where the pets gonna go now? Minimalist and boring. I don't like it. I do like minimalism, but I don't. But every single brand is yeah, just doing it's that. It's a little too crazy. It's it's crazy. Stick with the original Petco. Yeah. <laughs> It's a travesty. Where are the pets going to go now? Not there. If they're not, not even there. on the logo. Nope. It went through all of these name changes, but it got bought out. It went back to the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum just to kind of they went back. Keep, up, <laughs> keep up the spooky ante. Wow. Yeah. And the, so I'm just going to refer to it as. Trans Allegheny because Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum is a lot to say. Yeah, and it's I a usually long get pretty loopy during these episodes, <laughs> so it doesn't sound like fun for me or for you. You're gonna mess with Trans Allegheny. Lori, sing a song when you were singing. So Trans Allegheny is rated as one of the most haunted places in America. Ranked? Yeah. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. There's rankings for, rankings imagine, for these imagine things. Imagine being the people that ranks that those ranks things. these I things. I know. Like, are, Who is, does that? Do you have to go to school for that? Are you ranking stuff? To rank spooky stuff? I don't know. Maybe Zach How is Big <laughs> Baggins. From uh, Baggins, Ghost Adventures? Yeah. He ranks them? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> on, like, who ranks them? Like, do you just like... Is there Probably a Zach Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just start like putting up like reviews on... Uh, it's it's four out of four out of seven uh ten stars, yeah. Of scariness. Well, I mean, you can go on TripAdvisor and rate these places for <laughs> spookiness. TripAdvisor ranks places for yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. No, they really do. No way. Yeah, there's like, uh, like customer ratings because wow. you can tour some. You can tour a lot of these places that are ranked the most haunted. Oh wow. Yeah. Crazy. I would never. <laughs> no, thank you. Not trying to get that spooked. No, would you ever want to uh, go on a tour anywhere haunted? Yeah. Like an insane, like I'll go anywhere. An insane asylum like that. Yeah. I feel like that's like the only thing that I wouldn't really do. I don't know. I just feel like we're gonna get followed home by something. My coworker asked if uh, you would buy a house if you knew someone was murdered in it. And my reply was, how nice is the house? <laughs> yeah, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We won't know until we get there. And then, you well, know, the problem with that is gotta that. sage that thing down. Yeah. I mean, bring I sage in the good our, vibes. I mean, I sage our apartment like every week. Yeah. Keep it cleansed. I don't know. I'll know when I walk into a house. That's the problem with like Portland. A lot of these houses were built like in the Super late old, 1800s yeah. or the early 1900s. You got to take your dog. When you go look for a house, yeah, because they know they know. <laughs> I mean, I'd be down to get like a semi haunted house, <laughs> I can be homies with the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so, this place is what number of ranking? I don't know, it's just one of the most haunted. It, it has like there's different websites that do rankings. Okay, so it's just one of the most highest rate, yeah, ranked. but it's still one of the most haunted, haunted places place. in America, yeah. All right. Good, good. What are you drinking today, sir? I am drinking a Juicy Sunrise IPA by Weidmer Brothers. It's really good. It's really a, it's part of my go-to IPA because yeah. it's like really easy to drink. It's pretty good. It's nice. What are you drinking? I'm drinking 19 Crimes. It's my first time drinking it and it's amazing. Honestly, it's, it's a really Noir. strong. It's very strong. I'm very excited. Uh, Like... Nancy used to never drink wine. Dude, three years ago, I would never. She would never touch wine. No, and then I she hated it. Slightly started getting into uh, white, white, white wines. White wines. White wines. <laughs> <laughs> she started getting into white wines, and then she got into like like Chardonnays and stuff, and then oh, got I to you know, I started Grigis, off with Chardonnay, right? Yeah. And then you just like slowly got a little darker. Mm-hmm. And then you got into reds finally, and now you're just drinking straight gasoline. And now I'm like intensely only drinking reds. Yeah, you like you love reds now. I am an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I have peaked in my adultness. <laughs> well, I mean, wine gets me through school, so. <laughs> Are you ready I'm to get ready started? To go. I got a lot of my information from TransAlleghenyLunaticAsylum.com, the travel channel. All Things Interesting, Legends of America, The Sinisterhood Podcast, and Haunted Places Podcast. This place just has a website? 
Yeah, dude. What? Well, I mean, oh, you can well, book to get a tour and tours. stuff. That's so funny. So <laughs> you can do some crazy tours like there. Sleep, like you can do overnighters. Over? Yeah. yeah. And then you can do, um, you have group tours. You can do overnighters. You can do. I should have had my sweet 16 there. Yeah. <laughs> Go to West imagine, Virginia for your sweet MTV. 16. The MTV, oh my, my super sweet 16, and someone's like, I want it at this uh, insane, insane asylum. They probably would have done it, honestly. <laughs> they did some crazy stuff on my sweet 16. <laughs> Great show. I miss it. The Trans-Allegheny Hospital is now a national historic landmark. It served as a home for the mentally ill beginning in the mid-1800s. The hospital has been featured on Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters, Ghost Hunters Academy, Ghost Adventures and Paranormal Lockdown. I love all of those shows. <laughs> those are just mostly what you watch. This is correct. <laughs> and random shows about serial killers. Yeah, pretty much. I always found the history and the hauntings of asylums really interesting, so I'm pretty excited about this one. There's a lot of really disturbing, stomach-churning information in this, so as always, I will warn you guys when it's coming. The only insane asylum, like, media I've gotten is... Ratchet. Ratchet. That's oh, just recently. Such a good show. Good show. And Watch it. also uh, Shutter Island with Leonardo oh DiCaprio. Shutter Island is such a good movie. A little bit of a weird fact that I learned about the Trans-Allegheny Hospital is that it sits on 666 acres nice <laughs> you think they planned that i think so it's like it was destined to be haunted <laughs> yeah and i read that it has 13 buildings third oh my god really like what, what? crazy <laughs> they rigged it to be spooky come on now you're just setting <laughs> shit up <laughs> the architect was like this sounds uh, like a good idea yes 13 this is it crazy the trans allegheny hospital was designed by architect richard andrew the construction began in 1858 he followed what was called the kirkbride plan which is a mental asylum design created by philadelphia psychiatrist thomas story kirkbride and this design called for long like bat wings arranged in a staggered formation assuring that each of the connecting structures would receive an abundance of therapeutic sunlight and fresh air. If they're staggered in a way, each patient gets their own room and they get their own window, Oh, which is why he wanted to build it like that. But I'm just saying it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's on 666 <laughs> acres. It has 13 buildings <laughs> and it's shaped like fucking bat wings. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's rigged to be spooky. <laughs> so like I said, every single room has its own window, and it was also designed to keep the most violent or dangerous patients at the end of each wing. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then so the center of the building in the front is like the, uh, the main building. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the walls were actually built two and a half feet thick so that every patient could have their own privacy. So it Damn, started so out with... So it's like almost with, soundproof and stuff? Yeah. So it started out with 
each patient having their own room, having their own window, fresh air, and having their own privacy, which is pretty. So it was making great. it like nice, yeah, nicer yeah. kind of environment. It was actually like a really awesome architectural design. Mm-hmm. And I read that Kirkbride was really progressive when it came to helping people with mental illnesses. He didn't just believe in locking them away. He believed in rehabilitation and actually helping them, which is why he created that design. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Another thing that he always wanted to make sure with his designs um, was to keep the grounds really nice. Yeah, like clean. Yeah. And... The Trans-Allegheny Hospital was actually self-sustainable, too. It had a working farm, dairy, waterworks, a gas well, and a cemetery. Oh, wow. And it was built to make sure patients could enjoy the outdoors. How the fuck did this shit get haunted? <laughs> you think that it would be okay. Yeah, that's sound, sounding pretty good so far. Like, yeah. I guess for like the best of the situation. Yeah. And towards the end, they actually ended up having... Um, two or three separate ce- cemeteries. Oh, okay. They had to build more Damn. cemetery land. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this building is freaking massive. I'll post some pictures of it on our socials. It's actually really pretty on the out- outside, but it looks absolutely haunted. On the inside? Well, on the outside, it just looks super haunted. It's like a uh, really cool gothic structure. Oh. Honestly, this is not what I was picturing at all. This shit is nice as fuck. Yep. Until you get inside. The hospital's construction was actually put on hold in 1861 to become Camp Tyler, a military post for the Union. The troops used the completed completed southern wing as their barracks. In 1862 and 63, they were raised by the Confederate Army in one of, yeah, and in one of the raids, the Confederate Army ransacked the hospital and took all of the freaking clothes and food that was actually being saved for the for their first round of patients. Oh, what I know, dicks. it's so mean. Uh, why you gotta do that? Come on. Don't do that. The hospital then opened in October of 1864. It was built as what was supposed to be a sanctuary for its 250 patients with illnesses. And each patient was supposed to have their own room, like we talked about before. But then it became so crowded in the 1950s that it held 2,600 people at its peak. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. I actually read on um, this blog called All Things Interesting that they would be crammed in a room with three to five people in there. It was supposed to only fit one patient. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And at this point, they were 10 times over capacity. It's crazy. That sucks. Yeah. So sad. With the overcrowding, many of the patients were forced to sleep on the floor or even share beds. And they were also in freezing rooms with sometimes no furniture or heat. What the hell? This got bad real fast. I know. Some patients would actually sleep in shifts to make sure one of them had a bed to sleep in. That's so nice. What the fuck? (laughs) So sad. Oh, man. I know. Reading this kind of like broke my heart. That sucks. Because you have to think about it, too. Back then, a lot of people didn't really take mental health seriously. Yeah, so like people who probably weren't even like mentally ill, really. Like Like they they would probably. They just had like something that's like a really common thing now. Yeah, like depression. 
they would probably be yeah, they would put them more in there. worse off if and then they were be, in there. Yeah, and then they'd be like, because they're pretty much like all there. They just have a little bit of a like some kind of disorder, but like they're yeah. a normal person, so they're, yeah. they're consciously able to comprehend like, hey, this situation sucks. Yeah, and we need to sleep and shift so people yep. can have beds and stuff. And you have to think like sleep is super important to your mental health. Yeah. Too. Yeah, that's oh Sad. man. That like sucks. imagine being in that environment. That was awful. Especially if you're already like mentally ill yeah sad and then yeah then if you actually are like really like have something going on that's yeah. like mentally ill then that's a super that just makes so much worse yeah the once beautiful windows were starting to become covered in grime and mold the wheel the yeah the wallpaper the wallpaper was peeling from decay so the natural lighting you're supposed to get from your room was not a thing anymore since the windows were absolutely filthy. The hospital was supposed to be self-sustainable with their own with their own farm and stuff, but that soon did not become enough to feed everyone there. So a lot of the patients went hungry and suffered from malnutrition. No. Yep. Next to not sleeping. Like why don't people like churn like are like is were there no other hospital that people can be sent to? Like this is the only one that I mean, back in the 1800s early 1900s i don't it wasn't really it probably wasn't like a lot of those hospitals no, yeah like how there is now yeah because like i said mental health wasn't taken seriously you yeah. kind of just shoved everyone into one thing like oh you're going here like oh you have this you're going here yeah like i'm pretty sure there wasn't more than two or three institutions in west virginia at that time that was yeah. probably the only one probably yeah and the weirdest thing about this hospital is that they continued construction? Question mark. Wait, like what? They just kept building? Yeah, like they kept on like doing add-ons and stuff. Well, that makes sense though, because because they're they're over capacity, so well, they're gonna make it bigger. No, they didn't even make it bigger for the patients. What? They built a storage facility, dining area, a morgue, <laughs> shops. I don't know what that means, and a forensic building. They built a mall? <laughs> what do you mean yeah, shops? I didn't really know what that meant. That was like a gift shop? No. What is that? What do you mean a shop? I don't know. That's weird. I don't know what that meant either. <laughs> I was super confused. And the only thing missing from the construction was individual patient rooms. Wow. Like you built a storage area and a shop, but not more rooms? Yeah, like. Oh, that makes th no sense. That's stupid. Why? That just shows the people that were running this thing didn't care. With overcrowding comes super poor living conditions, and it was incredibly underfunded. And the walls of the hospital holds a lot of pain, abuse, murder, and unfortunately, suicides. It was underfunded, but yet they built all that shit that That's wasn't. What I thought too. That wasn't necessary. What do you mean? <laughs> what you do you mean? Underfunded. Like that is that their excuse for not? Oh, it was, we're underfunded. We can't build the extra rooms. I guess rooms, or like, hire more help to help your patients. Yeah, like what the fuck? Or get more food. In 1949, the hospital had 1,800 patients. So I'm going back a little bit. Mm -hmm. That year, the Charleston Gazette reported that the facility had poor sanitation in. Insufficient furniture, lighting, and heating in much of the complex, which is all correct. So even back then, they were insufficient on stuff? Yeah. Well, this is when they had 1,800 residents. They oh, were okay. still... They're still pretty packed. Yeah, they were supposed to only have 250. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a low... 
I thought you, when you went back, I was like, oh, you're going back to when they were like good still. But no. like, nope, they're still bad. They're still bad. Do you need more beer? Yeah. Break time for alcohol. Do, 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 do. We're back. Are you high? A little, um, just a little tipsy. Alrighty, Rue. When the hospital was operating, this was actually the kind of place where you can just drop off a family member and say that they were crazy. And on the other hand, it helped the criminally, criminally insane. And I'm going to talk about all of the quote-unquote illnesses. The first patient that was admitted was actually a housewife that was experiencing domestic trouble. What? Mm -hmm. Like like she just wasn't happy with her husband? Yeah. (laughs) Her husband was just having troubles. So he's like, hey, you got to go to a sane asylum because mm-hmm. obviously there's nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? It's crazy. Oh, my God. It's crazy. The first patient? Yeah, she's listed as the very first patient that was checked in. How does so what does he tell the, his wife? The guy's like, hey. No, he really said this is what they had her listed under. Why well, not? domestic trouble. But like, how did he convince his wife to go there? I'm pretty sure she didn't go under her own free will. Crazy. Yeah. <sighs> and that reasoning was actually used quite a bit just to get what? rid of them. Oh, And sometimes man. they would keep them there for forever. <sighs> yeah. Like, uh, like you would get put in there for being hysterical. If you, like, you just had a bad day, yeah. you just got mad and yelled at some shit. Like, yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, nope. You're going to Trans-Allegheny. Nope. Shut it down. Okay. I'm going to talk about the other quote-unquote illnesses. Are you ready for this ridiculousness? Yes. Okay. I believe so. Okay. I believe, I'm just going to I believe I'm just going to get mad right now. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Illnesses included. Seduction. Vicious vices in early life. Egotism. Menstrual derangement. Indigestion. Childbirth, laziness, reading too many novels, masturbating, disappointed love, change of life, bad whiskey, and desertion of husband. Question mark. What the fuck is happening? (laughs) Wait, did you say bad whiskey? Bad whiskey. What does that even mean? Like you made bad whiskey? I have so many like question marks. Oh, I need. I need. Wait, hold on. I need. Oh my fucking god! What the fuck just happened right now? So you mean all of America right now? The whole world right now? Dude, I am all of those things except for childbirth. I've tasted bad whiskey. <laughs> I've tasted bad whiskey too. What does that even mean? Okay, I need the list again. Hold on. <laughs> Hit me with the list again. Oh my God. Okay. I need the list again. You Hold need on. The list again? I need this fucking ridiculousness. I need to take a drink. <laughs> and remember, you domestic should've... domestic trouble and hysteria is another one. <laughs> oh my God. Literally everybody <laughs> is mentally insane, according to, according to this place. What the fuck is happening? Hold on, dude. My face or like my emotions during the. <laughs> I was about to yell, and right after like the first one, and Nancy like held up her finger like, Shh, wait. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's, there's more. more. Okay, hold on. I have to take a drink. Hit me with that list one more time. Hit me with. A list of illnesses included seduction, vicious vices in the early life, egotism, 
menstrual derangement, indigestion, childbirth, laziness, reading too many novels, masturbating, disappointed love, change of life, bad whiskey, and desertion of husband. Question mark, question mark. I'm the most fucking insane person in the world, (laughs) according to this place. It's so crazy. God damn. I probably did. It's so weird. (laughs) I I did like most of those things yesterday. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always lazy. I read too many books. I'm always trying to seduce you. Always menstrual, (laughs) deranged, menstrually deranged. I've been this through a change of life so no 20 wonder times. There's reports of the people that have to live in this place just helping each other out, trying to like sleep, take turns yeah. sleep on the bed. They're all just fucking it normal makes me ass so people. Sad. Oh man, that sucks. Like, what are you in here for? Like, there's I had some bad whiskey and it got me mad. What the fuck does bad whiskey? Mean? I don't know. <laughs> this is nuts. Okay, let's like keep I would going. probably be sent in there because I have pink hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sadly, a lot of these patients were women. Oh. Makes me sad. Like, uh, there's a lot of um, reports or a lot of uh, speculation that these women were sent in by their husbands just so that they can start new lives. Yeah. Crazy. It makes me sad. It's like they're way out of divorce or whatever. Dudes are dicks. Men are assholes, okay? Yeah. Uh, Their patients were people that actually suffered from some type of mental illness disorder. Um, There were patients with schizophrenia and people who suffered from PTSD from the war. And it was actually called shell shock back then. I've heard of that before. I've heard of that before, too. I I never put, like, two and two together. I never knew it was, like... PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. I thought it was, like... Just a turn of phrase, I guess. I thought so too. I don't know what I thought shell shock meant. I thought I was just being surprised. Like I thought it was just like a like a, a phrase that someone said. I didn't know it was like they that's what they called PTSD back then. That's yeah, kinda crazy. I know. Well FF fun fact for you. Yeah, I learn a new thing every time I do research. Crazy. Sometimes they're fun, sometimes they're not. Yeah, that's not really that fun. No. So that sucks that you have like normal ass people. I know. And then you have real people that have problems yeah, that need to be treated need for help. stuff. Yeah. And then just overcapacity. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I wonder how many patients were in there that actually needed. Like, what the was the ra- help. like? What was the ratio to actual yeah. needed help into so like, like just normal normal shit? People. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Some patients actually didn't have any mental illness, and they were in need of medical treatment. Like, they had asthma, epilepsy, rabies, or they had tuberculosis wait fucking rabies right oh, i know <laughs> yeah they didn't go to a, like a hospital hospital for rabies no well i mean this was kind of the place where everyone went there uh, i guess to get uh, <laughs> medical help what I, this place is bananas oh i don't God. understand this is nuts yeah and they actually had a an entire building dedicated to tuberculosis patients because they were seen as crazy and problematic. What? Yeah, I don't know. They just have a... Oh, my gosh. I don't... Like, they just stuck you in a ward? They Like, did they treat your symptoms at all? Man. Yeah. So sad. Like, it went... This place went so far off... 
like, it was originally the ideal supposed of, like, to what be. It was. Yeah. yeah. The hospital went through many, many different issues. There were fires that were started by patients, and one fire actually destroyed the entire fourth floor. Oh, damn. And the wing was rebuilt for $155,000. I bet, like, they were just honestly starting fires to try to stay warm. Probably. And the hospital staff and doctors went through a system change. There was a switch in focus, and they took a different approach in caring for the patients. Rather than rehabilitating them, they simply just wanted to maintain them. Fuck. Like, I wonder I wonder what the ratio was also from patients and, uh, like, staff. Yeah, right? Like, like how, how many? much help? Because why are so many patients, like, just starting like the, fires? They're so, yeah, how are they able to just get away with starting a fire? Yeah. Like, like, like they're just crazy. obviously not being watched no, over at all. Like, are they also not being, is there no meds like, being, like, no distributed assist, every there's day? There's no assisted assistance or anything. It's so crazy. So, speaking of the, uh ratio between patient and staff the staff was very underprepared and they weren't equipped with the things that they needed to really care for the for each patient i bet not like i bet yeah. they were like they didn't get probably like any good training if a patient was deemed unable to be controlled they would be locked in cages in the hallways or in the common area so the Better behaved patients could have the bedrooms. I wonder what their like tolerance level was for like badly behaved I know. and like well behaved. Yeah, I like, wonder what like their max maybe was. Maybe they like talked back a little bit. Is that like no, you're like the worst? Like I don't know. None of this makes sense. You should never do that to a person. Right. The hospital stripped away the basic human rights of these patients, pretty much, and they were vulnerable and just completely abused. Sad. And also with the overcrowding, there was violence among the patients and the staff. I bet. And I'm going to talk about one murder that occurred, and it's really sad. Mm. Be prepared. Two patients attempted to hang another patient with a noose they made from their bedsheets from the ceiling. And when he became unconscious, they let him down. And then when they saw that he wasn't dead, they then proceeded to put the leg of the bed on top of his head. And started jumping on the bed to bash his skull in. Oh, fuck. This shows just how understaffed the hospital was. No one saw this happening. Because, like, this whole ordeal sounds like it would take a really long time. I bet. Like, no one was checking on them? But the, like, uh, yeah, I probably not. And then also, like, if the walls are really that thick. Yeah. Then they're probably a little soundproof. So then you can't even, like, hear that shit going on. Yeah is crazy and with the violence among the patients there was violence towards the staff as well nurses were raped and one nurse actually went missing for two months until she was discovered at the bottom of a staircase that was never used what how is there just one staircase never used well because you have to think that they one it was super this building was crazy big and they were still doing construction in parts too for two months i know what do you right mean? like did you not search the whole like how do you not just like it wouldn't take two months like that bu- that building is huge a building it wouldn't take two months to search the whole fucking thing no no like, not at all 
Like, did you guys not did you check really all the stairways look? initially? Did you, yeah, like, did like assume, really like, she just left or something? Like, Maybe. What the hell? <sighs> so crazy. And in 1985, the Charleston Gazette once again tried to expose asylum, reporting that court-appointed inspectors actually found the asylum to be dirty and unkept, with many patients left naked and confined to dirty wards with bathrooms smeared with feces. Oh. Yeah. So the Charleston Gazette was determined to get them shut down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about some of the procedures. During these years, a number of medical practices, such as ice water baths, seclusion cells, electroshock therapy, insulin coma therapy, and transorbital lobotomies or uh, the ice pick method i was really hoping you wouldn't say a fucking lobotomy <laughs> i was waiting that whole time i was like please don't please say don't, lobotomy. i know <laughs> when i saw that i was like oh no they did the ice pick method too oh, that like, hurts <laughs> me uh like yeah if you didn't know what the ice pick method is wait i'm gonna talk lo- about it oh okay well yeah. here we go <laughs> here we go dr walter freeman who is known as the Father of lobotomy. He's a fucking that's a, dumbass. That's a stupid title. <laughs> you shouldn't be, want to be known as for a lobotomist. His ice pick method. I'm going to talk about what it is briefly. It's fucking awful. It's that's gross. what it is. So the ice pick method, it involves slipping a thin pointed rod like an ice pick into the patient's eye socket. <sighs> And using a hammer to force it to sever the connective tissue in the brain's prefrontal cortex. And this resulted in a number of deaths. And it is supposed to calm and cure patients with mental illnesses. It's it's giving them brain damage, so they're just fucking nothing now. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're not calming them. They're fucking almost killing them to the point. Yeah, they're giving them brain damage. Yeah, they're like, they're not there anymore. They're taking away their consciousness, I bet, at, at a certain point. And on the podcast Sinisterhood, they said that he performed this method without anesthesia. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about how he started this whole thing. So Freeman, before he did his ice pick method, he used electrotherapy to induce a drugless anesthesia. So a seizure. And then when they stopped moving, he then performed the surgery. He fucking gave them a seizure and then did a lobotomy on them? What the fuck is science back then? I don't know. <laughs> I had no clue. Like, That's b- like crazy. people actually did this? Right? Like, wh- why? Oh my god. He claimed that this method could be used by anyone, anywhere. So, homeboy would go on the road and perform lobotomies anywhere. Uh. <laughs> I hate him. That's crazy. In 1992, a, I'm going to talk about a couple more deaths. A patient named George Edward Bodie died after a fight with another patient. Another patient, Brian Scott B., committed suicide, and his badly decomposing body was not found for eight freaking days. How does a patient not be found for like or seen for eight days? I don't know. Like, was no one checking on the patients every day? Right? Like I said earlier, was no one giving out meds every day? Like, I get there's a lot of patients, but, like, I don't know, break it up in groups, like, eight days? I don't get how this place 
stayed open for so right? long. How did, yeah. not, how did the Gazette not shut it down? Well, the Gazette posted an expose and thankfully spurred a movement to close down the hospital. But it wasn't until 1994, after more than 100 years. Oh, my. They were open for 100 years? That's crazy. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah. 1994, the Trans-Allegheny Asylum closed its doors forever. Good. I Good st- I still want, does, does it say what happened to all the patients? No, I couldn't find anything. You couldn't find anything? Mm-hmm. That's so sad. I know. Because, like, I hope they got, like, maybe the help they need. I know. It makes me like, so sad. I don't know. Or they hope like in the 90s, someone back like, to, like, families that might have been around. or I don't know. Like, I really hope that by the 90s there were more mental like illness places, places yeah. like in West Virginia and stuff so that they could go there. Or maybe just throughout the country. Maybe they could send, like, someone further away if they needed to. Yeah. Mental health is important. Yes, it is. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Take yeah. care of each other. Yeah. I mean, I have to take happy pills every day. Happy <laughs> pills. <laughs> <laughs> the hospital was forced, uh, forced to close in 1994, and it remained abandoned until about August 2007 when Joe Jordan purchased the building for $1.5 million. How was that thing worth $1.5 million? I don't. No. Like I get like it's a like a nicer building on the outside and stuff, but like its history and like its condition that it was kept in and shit is like one point five million? I would thought it would have been more. Really? Yeah. I mean look at all the historic houses. That's pretty true. much everywhere. I guess if you're just trying to make a landmark and stuff, it's probably worth Yeah, well more. it is a landmark. It's now. landmark now, yeah. but yeah, that's like I guess if you're trying to make that people probably saw it as that yeah. when they were selling. I really it. thought it would have been more. It's on six hundred and sixty six acres. Yeah. 13 buildings i was looking at houses the other day in portland and i found a 1.5 million dollar house and it was like a five bedroom house <laughs> i was like three three or four thousand yeah, square part wasn't a uh, fucking asylum no. <laughs> it was built in the 1900s though so it kind of goes back to the question would you buy a house that someone was murdered in i don't know <laughs> <laughs> who knows I'm spooky. We can have a spooky life. Spooky attack. Until our child is like, Mom, I see a monster. <laughs> Mom, I see dead people. I'm pretty fucking tired of it. Can we get out of here? <laughs> After Joe Jordan purchased the building, you can actually now go on ghost tours. Like how we talked about earlier, there's a ton of different options. But it's kind of expensive. To, to do that? To yeah, like go it's there? like more than 100 bucks. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure the overnight is more. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I think these um, tours are super freaking long, too. Yeah, well, I think they're like a, a couple hours building. long. It's a huge building, yeah. so they probably take you like everywhere. The once ornate gothic building is now empty of human life, and rooms are actually still filled with medical equipment, furniture, and wheelchairs sitting in the hallways. They probably left That's it like... creepy. They probably left it as like whatever it was at the time. Yeah, I would, too. I don't want to touch that bad juju. Nope. Alrighty. Are you ready to get into some spooky ghosties? Yes. It is said that many spirits roam the halls and staff and tour visitors have reported tons of paranormal activity. That doesn't surprise me. No, not at all. The spirits range from Civil War era ghosts to children to ex-patients and staff. 
The sightings include staff and visitors seeing figures walking through the hallways at night and seeing shadow figures at all hours. One doctor even reported that a spirit followed her home and continues to trouble her to this day. Oh. Yeah. See? Don't want to go there. Something's going to follow me home. (laughs) Others have reported seeing a ball of light moving in the hallway and... Orbs? I'm not an orb girl, man. There's orb people out there. And others have reported seeing apparitions dressed in white. A patient named Ruth, who was violent in the women's ward, was known to have hated men and constantly threw things at them. (laughs) After she had a stroke, she was then moved into Ward 4 for patients who were disabled. And that is kind of the hall where she's always seen. Mm -hmm. And people have reported being pushed up against walls. And the men have reported being groped and had things thrown at them. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) And people hear whistling sounds throughout the hallway. And EVP was captured um, of someone saying, get out in ward two of the second floor where patients have committed suicide and another patient was stabbed to death. Like if I heard the words get out randomly or if I was like trying to listen for something and I heard get out. I'd be like, like, okay, bye. All right, later. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm out. Listen. I will not stay. Don't gotta tell me twice. No, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't follow me home. Yeah. And the most frequent and probably most famous ghost is a girl named Lily. She wears a white dress and appears to be about nine years old. Oh. Yeah. Lily was a girl whose mother actually gave birth to her birth to her while she was at the asylum. And Lily died at the age nine of pneumonia after spending every day of her life in this that hospital. Sucks to be I born know. there. Oh, and have to live out your life there. Yeah. It makes me sad. It's awful. Yeah. Lily is said to talk, roll balls along the floor, switch on flashlights, play a music box, and is often heard giggling in a way that observers describe as sweet and horrifying. That scares me. Oh, that's so sad. And hysterical laughter and giggling is heard from empty rooms. I don't like that. I don't like giggling. No, hearing laughter isn't fun from a ghost. That doesn't sound good. No, I don't like that at all. Doesn't sound good at all. No, no thank you, sir. Goodbye. All right. We're on to the last one. And probably my favorite. It was actually shown on Paranormal Lockdown, and it gave me the chills. I'll post the YouTube video in our show notes. A figure known as the Creeper was seen crawling on the floor. And when you look at the footage, you can actually see it slither across the hallway from one of the doors to the other door across the hallway. It really does look like it's slithering. Like It looks like really like... The slithering snake. Yeah, it's super like slowly moving across the it's floor. really weird and it's even better because their cameraman i think his name is rob or something he gets freaked out yeah it's not <laughs> even like the host i see it. it's like the no. another guy yeah. it. that's what makes it a little it more a little like better like, convincing like or like that yeah because like it's like not visibly the host freaked that are out it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like when when it's another person not on the normal staff being on camera like being freaked out then yeah. i feel like it's a little more authentic. Believable, like kind more of. authentic. Yeah. yeah. Watch Paranormal Lockdown. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I like them. You did binge it a lot recently. 
Yeah, I did. Well, they stay in these locations for like 72 hours. That's such a long time That's to be in a haunted crazy. place. No, thank that you. That fun. No, no, no. <laughs> no, thank you. I wouldn't even for one day. No. No. Uh-uh. Alrighty. That is it for the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum or Weston State Hospital. That place is nuts. That, that place, place is crazy. That place makes me sad. That place makes me really sad. That makes me, yeah. Like all those things that people were being admitted for, just like it makes or me so like mad and, and like groundless. sad. Groundless. Yeah. Why are you being sent there? It's so dumb. It just bums me out that that place even yeah. existed like that. This whole thing bums me out, man. Yeah. Not okay. She like all of the like procedures that yeah, they did I know, to these right? patients. It's awful. You shouldn't squish people's brains to help their mental health no not at all no spooky friends that is it for episode eight if you enjoyed today's episode please 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 rate review and subscribe we're available wherever you listen to podcasts you can follow us on instagram at too high for this podcast follow us on the twitter at thft podcast Send us an email and let's be friends at too high for this podcast at gmail.com. You can support our podcast now at anchor.fm backslash too high for this backslash support. Okay, that wraps it up for today's episode. Stay spooky and leave your nightlights on. Bye bye.